0: Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast, where we talk about all things OCD. I'm your host, Christina Orlova. If you enjoy this podcast and want to join my free OCD and anxiety relief community, go to www.coresults.com forward slash Facebook. That's K-O-R results.com forward slash Facebook. See you there. Hello. So today on the OCD Whisperer podcast, I have India Haler. So uh, she is the director and founder of OCD Excellence in the UK for anybody out there who's international. um, OCD Excellence has five therapists who all work and specialize in OCD. And uh, India also herself has been working with OCD for 20 years and has OCD. So there's nothing more amazing, of course, when I have somebody in front of me, I get to interview who both has OCD and specializes in OCD. So thank Thank you so much, India, for coming on.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. It's, it's great to meet you online, Christina. Absolutely. Um,
0: so for today, I wanted to cover a topic that I think is pretty important, just like in a lot of topics in OCD. But I'm sure we can agree that there are probably a couple of kind of issues with OCD that are more commonly known and there's a whole world of OCD that is still not quite understood or known. So the one of the topics today that I wanna um, talk about is postpartum OCD. So for the audience listening, can you tell us a little bit about what are some of the common kind of symptoms or signs of postpartum OCD? Like how would you know what that looks like when that maybe shows up for somebody?
1: Right, good question. So prepartum or postpartum, or sometimes here in the UK we call it um, perinatal OCD. So what that means is it could be during pregnancy <clears throat> and after childbirth, and actually for up to twelve months afterwards. So that might manifest as um, intrusive thoughts, and the thoughts do tend to take uh, a common theme. So what we tend to see with with postpartum prepartum um, OCD. Generally, the thoughts revolve around responsibility a, a level of inflated, heightened responsibility, um, which would be natural during pregnancy and childbirth, of course. But I, I just want to distinguish it. It's not uh, an elevated sense. It, it, it's a sense of responsibility gone mad. So there's um, a constant obsession about um, intrusive thoughts, perhaps harming the baby, um, about con- contaminating the baby in some way, um, about just doing something that's very irresponsible. And then there may also be some intrusive thoughts um, that revolve around getting things exactly right. So those would be what we call obsessions. So we split OCD into obsessions and compulsions. Obsessions are mental, and the compulsions are the things people do um, to try and relieve the discomfort of the intrusive mental thoughts. But those obsessions can be mental as well, confusingly. Um, so what a, per, a, a, a female, um, a clients of ours who've experienced this, they will tend to have compulsions around um, cleaning. Um, and that's a big one. So that tends to be um, sort of 30 to 50 percent. Of of the symptoms that we see. And then they will have other checking, and those checking compulsions might be around making sure that they haven't done something wrong, making sure that they haven't eaten something um, that might harm the baby, or once the baby's born, that they haven't dropped them, that they haven't contaminated them, that they haven't harmed them in any way, that they're still breathing um, that there's no dangerous substances in the room or items. Um, and then there might be other things. There's there definitely a small percentage will be things like neatness, um, thoroughness, um, ordering and arranging things in a certain way. So those are the, um, compulsions. Those are the symptoms we tend to see. And, and I just want to make no mistake about this. It's, it would be, um, highly distressing to the person, it it wouldn't be a sense of, well, I'm kind of a bit worried about this, it it would be, I'm very worried about this, and I'm doing things a lot. Got it, got it. And so what would be um, a reason, because
0: I I often also hear this commonly asked um, myself when I'm uh, treating some, you know, clients with this presentation, questions like, why me? Or why now? Or, or how did I get this? Um, would you
1: have any kind of insight or can you tell us a little bit about that? Of course. So this is the big one. So firstly, I can say that it's no one's fault. So I think a lot of moms uh, or mums to be get very, you know, they get very, very distressed thinking they've done something wrong. So it's nothing that they or their partner have done. So I just want to make that really clear. And so we don't know exactly what it is. But we, there are some, you know, there are quite a few studies that uh, point to certain factors that may be influential in the development of this kind of um, obsessive, these obsessive compulsive thoughts and tendencies. Um, there hasn't been nearly enough research done, Christina. So we've seen quite a bit of research into postpartum psychosis. Um, A fair bit into postpartum depression, but there's just very little into postpartum OCD or PPOCD or prepartum OCD. So the theories that currently um, that have been actually mooted in in studies recently are that um, oxytocin may play a part. So oxytocin is a chemical um, that becomes elevated just before birth and then after. And it's to do with, you know, bonding with the baby. um, and, And they are wondering whether elevated levels of oxytocin are causing obsessive compulsive symptoms. They're also wondering whether the hormones. So obviously, you know, the hormones... Um, pre-childbirth and post-childbirth are, you know, are, are quite unbalanced, and and again, they're elevated, but they actually fall. So estrogen and, and progesterone tend to fall off um, just after childbirth, and they're wondering whether they interfere with the serotonin pathways. So that's one theory, and then another one that's quite interesting is some studies have placed obsessive-compulsive symptoms within the major depression symptoms. Mm-hmm. So they think that OCD, um, postpartum or prepartum, falls within the depression spectrum. And I'm sure you've heard of um, postpartum depression. And there is, there is a correlation in, in the numbers in the studies because what, what we've seen is that over 40% of women with postpartum depression develop obsessive-compulsive Symptoms, So it needs a lot more work. We don't know exactly, but we know it's nothing that the mom or the partner or the dad has done.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, I, and thank you for sharing that research that's out right now. And, and I think that speaks also to when people ask, well, how did I get OCD? Why do I have OCD? Um, and similarly, we know that there, there definitely is a biological component, but there's also environmental components. There's a genetic feature. So it's just understanding that all of those aspects from what we know now play a role. Um, yeah. and also with what we're talking about right now, that, that, you know, you may also have some, uh, kind of precursors with anxiety or, or have that predisposition. Yeah. And then now with, with the child, with all the hormonal changes that, that can also trigger and elevate things. So you know, do you find it valuable to spend an exorbitant amount of time on that topic? Or um, do you kind of help your clients recognize that maybe let's spend a little more time in learning how to have a new relationship with these, you know, intrusive fear, fears and images and thoughts um, in the compulsive behaviors, so that, you know, we can help you, you know, unlock a little
1: bit from, from this? Oh, my God. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you're totally right, Christina. Are we... You know it's very seductive isn't it to focus on the problem and 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 um you know people want to know why why especially if you've got OCD tendencies you know the why becomes an imperative but we try and move them very, very gently into the solution so what do we do about this and actually there's 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 some overlap there because um you know as you say the the model for any type of ocd is likely to be biopsychosocial you know there's there's a bio component a psycho component which is you know where we come in with therapy and then there's an environmental component um, and and definitely uh, some of the studies have said that yes there seem to be biological factors but you know fatigue um, low mood, um, maternal sleep, they are playing a part. So, you know, we obviously, like you, we we, we um, focus on the therapy, but we do also tell our clients, you know, sleep is important. Um, you know, good diet is important. Taking care of yourself, uh, all those things uh, are important. And, and and also an area where you and I don't really work, but, you know, there's the medication aspect um, as well. and And to chat with their doctors about, how that might help so you know the, the solution isn't a, a, a one-all solution you know there, there may be a number of solutions within the kind of package um, but some of them can come, come under our remit don't they which and ours is the, the therapy and and all the studies have pointed to um, cognitive behavioral work be playing a very important role in the solution
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that, um, which leads me to my last question, which is for anybody listening today and now, what would be one tip that you can give us um, within this specific topic? One tip for a mom to take, one tip that you know somebody listening right now who's dealing with this presentation of OCD, uh, what's something that you'd like to leave
1: the audience with? I think what's most important here to say to moms, apart from it's not your fault, is to say, you know you are not your thoughts and these are just thoughts um and obviously you're feeling um and the feelings even though they feel very strong um they're likely to be chemically induced and they're nothing to do with um they're not a good indication of what's really going on so i sit down you know with my clients first of all and say you know i know it's very compelling to listen to the thoughts and to carry out your compulsions but i want to tell you now number one we can work with this, there is a solution, there is hope, it isn't like this forever. Number two, you are not your thoughts. Those dreadful things in your head, those pesky, annoying, highly distressing things that keep coming up time and time again, they don't mean anything, and you are not your thoughts. And I think that's the one thing that I would like to say to people early on, and we do, that resonates most, because The implication that I'm a bad mom or a bad person is a theme that runs throughout. And um, we just like to reassure them that your thoughts are no indication of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think you just said something that I know people might might go away, but she said the word reassure. Um, because reassurance can be a compulsion, right? And it's oh, always fascinating when I do yeah. these podcasts because I know that sometimes when we're talking, we might have an understanding, but somebody listening might not fully grasp that when we're saying that we're not meaning reassurance in a compulsive way, but more for education to start to learn how to separate yourself from your thoughts and realize that, that you're like you're saying, your thoughts are not your entire identity. They're thoughts, and we have so many different thoughts throughout the day that come and go. Um, But in OCD, we have certain thoughts that can get really sticky um, and that we really prioritize. So it's just
1: learning that difference. Um, absolutely yeah. I'm talking about a global general reassure you um, I'm not talking about reassure you on your specifics your OCD specifics we That's would correct. of course do that right. and um, I just want to reassure them that that you know these are just thoughts and 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 if they and, you know once we start working on the detail and we don't work on a lot of detail but once we, we we try and work with the types of thoughts that are coming up and and the and the behaviors obviously you would never reassure of course yeah. That's a good point, Christine.
0: No, thank you so much. I mean, I know, with, like I said, with these podcasts, I always have to throw in disclaimers and clarify. Um, but thank you so much yeah. for coming on and talking about this. Um, and please let us know, how can people find you?
1: Oh, well, uh, yes, we are online, uh, www.ocdexcellence.com. Um, we are on Instagram, um, under OCD excellence, as are you, Christina. So they should be able to find us. And, you know, we try and post regularly. We've had a post about postpartum OCD in the last month. So we do cover this topic, um, quite regularly. And and so we should, it's important. And I would just like to say, I did a phone in once on a radio station here, Radio 5 Live and every single caller had developed OCD postpartum. Mm, Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for your time. My pleasure. Thanks, Christina. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to OCD Whisperer Podcast. If you are ready to take control of your life, join our free five-day OCD Recovery Kickstart Challenge. Go to www.korresults.com forward slash number five day challenge. That's k-o-r results.com forward slash number five, the word day and challenge.